that way this morning. I really just mean for it to be an encouragement in thinking about our theme this year, Hands to the Plow. Jeremiah chapter number 1 is the essence of Hands to the Plow. Jeremiah prophesied to primarily to Judah after he was about uh, 60 or 70 years after Isaiah. And he prophesied for about 70 years. And the truth is, the vast majority of people rejected everything he had to say. Uh, Jeremiah didn't necessarily get to experience, not necessarily, he didn't at all, didn't get to experience revival, didn't get to experience thousands of converts, if you will. Most rejected everything he had to say. But in Jeremiah chapter 1, God comes to him and God just warns him. And God says, look, this is what's going to happen. They're, they're, they're not going to listen to you, but Jeremiah, I have given you a word to preach. I have given you a message. And so Jeremiah, preach it. And so my, my desire this morning is simply just to challenge us. Look, not everybody's going to receive it. And by the way, not everybody's going to receive it well. But keep preaching it. Keep giving it. Because it's God's word. Jeremiah chapter 1, if you're there, if you'll stand with me, if you're physically able. We'll allow the children to be dismissed to Children's Church and the Toddler Church this morning. Jeremiah chapter number 1, man, he's excited to go. Hey, let's, let's look at just a couple verses if we could. We're going to look at the entirety, 19 verses here in Jeremiah 1. But let's look at just a few if we could. That way we'll get the thought, and then we'll pray, and we'll get right into the message this morning. Jeremiah chapter number 1, verse 8. God, the Lord is cautioning Jeremiah. He said, look, be not afraid of their faces. What does that mean? That means, Jeremiah, you're going to preach sometimes, and you're going to get the nastiest looks because they don't like what you preach. Jeremiah, you're going to preach sometimes and the look on their faces is, if I could get to you, I would take care of you right now. He said, don't be afraid of that. He said, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Hey parents, the the truth for you this morning, the truth for us this morning, is when we tell our children truth from God's Word and they don't like it and maybe there's a snarled lip or maybe even a bad attitude on their faces... Don't be dismayed at their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. Very very akin to the verse in Proverbs where it says, Let not thy soul spare for their crying. Right? You're ready to administer discipline. Nothing has even happened yet. And and it sounds like just a slaughter is going on in the house. That's what he said. He said, Jeremiah, they're not always going to like it. He said, but don't be afraid. He said, I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Look at verse number 17. He says, Thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise, and speak unto them all that I command thee. Notice this, be not dismayed. Be not dismayed. Don't don't be broken. Don't be terrified. Don't be scared. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day a defensed city and an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. 
and they shall fight against thee. Now, by the way, is, is, is that the message you want to hear right off the bat? Hey, Jeremiah, I called thee from your mother's womb. Verse number 5, we'll see that in just a moment. You, I have ordained you to preach, to speak. But they're going to fight against you. They shall fight against thee, notice this, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. And so I want to bring you a message this morning entitled, Let Them Make Faces. Let them make faces because it shouldn't stop what you do. It shouldn't stop what I do. We have the truth. We have the Word of God. And whether they like it or not and whether they know it or not, people need to hear the truth, don't they? And that's what God is telling Jeremiah. Father, help us today. Teach us. Father, I do ask if there would be one here today or, or maybe even several that have never come to the knowledge of Christ, the saving knowledge of Christ. They've never placed their faith and trust in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that today would be that day, would be their spiritual birthday. I pray that today they would simply come by faith and put their faith for the salvation of their souls in the finished work of Christ. And Father, for us as believers today, Lord, I pray that You'd help us not to be dismayed, not to be afraid, of their faces, whether it be our children, whether it be an individual, we knock on their door to give them the gospel and, and they give us a face, whether it be a co-worker and we're trying to give them truth and trying to help them and maybe, maybe trying to help their marriage, but they just don't like what they're hearing. Father, help us to keep our hands to the plow and just continue to give truth. That's what this world needs. That's what our families need. That's what our church family needs. That's what our communities need. And Father, help us to stay at it. Teach us, Lord, remind us this morning. And we'll thank you for it. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Number one this morning, I want to give you three truths from this chapter. First of all, this morning, I want us to see Jeremiah's purpose. Jeremiah's purpose. The Bible says in verse number one, the words of Jeremiah, excuse me, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. To whom the word of the Lord. Now notice, don't miss that. That's, that's key. It wasn't Jeremiah's word. It wasn't Jeremiah's message. It was the word of the Lord. It was God's word. And by the way, that, that's why what we need to give our families, what we need to give our children, what we need to give this world, what we need to give our co-workers is not our opinions, not our thoughts. What we need to give is God's word. If they're having trouble in their marriage, what do they need? They need God's Word. If they're having trouble with their children, what do they need? They need God's Word. If they're not sure about eternity, what do they need? Not my opinion. They need the truth of God's Word. If they're not sure about heaven and hell, if they're not sure where they're going to spend eternity, they don't need to necessarily know what Maranatha Baptist Church believes, although we're going to tell them what we believe because we believe what the Bible teaches, but they need to hear directly from the Word of God that salvation comes by grace through faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing else. We saw that last week in Galatians. We're not justified by works. We're justified by faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ in His shed blood. And so, what individuals need is the word of the Lord. And he said, To whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, 
unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. So as Isaiah warned and prophesied against captivity, Jeremiah did the same. He warned, but he also witnessed it. He witnessed the captivity into Babylon. He, he saw it all the way through. He warned and he warned and he warned. He preached and he preached and he preached. He said, look, either you turn, either you repent, or captivity is coming. Either, either you return, you repent, you get right with God, you stop worshiping all of these false idols, these false gods, or captivity is coming. Isaiah preached that as well, but Isaiah didn't see it happen. Jeremiah preached it and he also witnessed it. Then the word of the Lord, verse 4, came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. You ever felt that way as a parent? I don't know what I'm doing as a parent. I don't know how to do this. I, I can't speak. I can't help them. I don't know how... That's why He gave us this. And that's what God said. He said in verse number 6, or excuse me, verse number 7, But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And notice this. Here's, this is the key. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Whatsoever I command. See, see it, takes, it takes everything off of us. When we give somebody the truth, we're giving them God's Word. Not our opinions, not our thoughts. We're telling them what God has said. And look, it takes the onus off of us because I have no authority. But He has all authority. And He says, so Jeremiah, you're to go tell them. I command thee, whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth His hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Number one, we see Jeremiah's purpose. First of all, Jeremiah was called to speak up. He was called to speak up. Jeremiah's speech was inspired. Jeremiah's speech was ordained. Jeremiah's speech was sanctified. Jeremiah's speech was commanded. Again, I'm not trying to be super repetitious this morning, but again, all of that is true because it was God's Word. Jeremiah's speech, he was called to speak up. That was his purpose. And he was authoritative and he had authority because it was God's Word. It wasn't his word. So first of all, Jeremiah was called to speak up. Number two, Jeremiah was called to set up. Look at verse number 10 again. We just read it. He says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Jeremiah was called to set up. How was he going to do that? First of all, by rooting out sin, by rebuilding the structures, and by replanting the seed. By rooting out sin... That's what Jeremiah was sent for. He, they needed to repent by rooting out sin, by rebuilding the structures, and by replanting the seed. He says, see, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out. Got to, got to get to the root of sin. By the way, if you're going to fix any problem, got to get to the root, right? You send your kids to weed the garden. Don't, don't just pull the tops out because they're going to keep coming back. No, no, you got to get down there and pull it and pull the root out. When you hoe, don't just hoe the tops, get the root out. Why? Because if you don't, it's going to come right back. 
And he says, look, Jeremiah, you're to get to the root of the matter. You're to, you're to root out sin. You're, you're to pull down and tear down and destroy, rebuild the structures. And then he says, to build and to plant, to replant the seed. So Jeremiah was called to speak up. He was called to set up. And thirdly, he was called to stand up. Look at verse number 17. He was called to stand up. It says in verse number 17, Thou therefore gird, gird up thy loins, and, what's the word? Arise. That word gird many times, it has a, a military connotation. We, we are to clothe and equip and prepare ourselves for the battle. And that's what he's telling Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, you better gird it up. Because what you're getting ready to do, and what I have called you to do to speak up, it's going to be a battle. People aren't going to like what you're going to say, Jeremiah, because they are comfortable in how they're living right now. They're not seeing what's going to happen in the end. And by the way, they're not even listening. Jeremiah, you're going to go tell them that captivity's coming, but they're not going to listen. They're going to fight against you. By the way, just real quickly, would you go to chapter number 6? Would you look at Jeremiah chapter number 6? Let's begin in verse number 9. I know we're kind of getting in the middle of the context, but look at verse number 9. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, They shall thoroughly glean the remnant of Israel as a vine. Turn back thine hand as a grape gatherer into the baskets. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a... What's the word there? It's a reproach. The word of the Lord was a reproach. They have no... Delight in it. Is, what does Psalm 1 say? He's going to delight in the law of the Lord. And in this law doth he meditate day and, day and night. That's the godly man in Psalm chapter number 1. And now we've come to the point in, in Judah, in Israel, the Bible says they have no delight in it. They don't have any delight in the word of God. Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of young men together. For even the husband with the wife shall be taken, the aged with him that is full of days. And their houses shall be turned unto others with their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace. Jeremiah is preaching captivity. No, 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 peace. We have peace when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? You know what the old paths are? God's Word. That's what the old paths are. It's God's Word. By the way, a lot of times, and, and, and I'm not against them at all, but sometimes we, we preach that old paths are 1950. That's not old paths. Old paths were in Jeremiah's day. Old paths were from the beginning. Old paths are just God's Word. He said, walk in the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest 
for your souls. By the way, where do we find rest? Walking in God's Word. On the old paths, on the right paths, on God's path. That's where we find rest. Why are we living in a day of so much turmoil? Because we're not listening to God's Word. Why is there so much turmoil in families, in a nation? Because we're not listening to God's Word. He said, I'm going to show you where you can find rest for your souls. It's in God's path. It's in the old paths. Notice what they said. But they said, we will not. Okay, this is what Jeremiah is dealing with. Back in chapter number 1, verse number 17, he says, look, gird it up. Verse 19, they're going to fight against thee. They're not going to prevail against you, but they're going to fight against you. Gird it up. Jeremiah was not only called to speak up, he was not only called to set up, but he was called to stand up. Jeremiah, you're, by the way, his own people became more of an adversary to him than the Babylonians were. The people of Judah. They said, Jeremiah, you're going to have to stand up. Maybe in your home. Maybe this morning you need to make a decision to stand up in your home. Your, your kids have maybe made some faces and made you feel bad. Your kids ever make you feel bad? Oh, man. That doesn't hurt their feelings. And... No, no, no. Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be dismayed at their faces. Give them the truth of God's Word. If they need discipline, they need discipline. If they need to be told, no, you're not going to go there, you're not going to do that, you are going to go here, you are going to do this, don't be dismayed at their faces because where they're going to find rest, whether they know it right now or not, they're going to find rest in God's paths. They're going to find rest in God's truth. And so right now, especially in our homes, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, they, they don't know. They need us to lead and guide. What, they, don't know it, they don't know that. They think they're smart enough to lead and guide right now. And by the way, I'm not saying that as a condemnation to them because we thought the same thing when we were that age, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, I'm old. I know. I know what's going on. I know how to lead myself. No, I didn't. I needed a mom and dad who were firm, and even though I may not have liked it every single time, who led in a specific way Jeremiah's purpose, he was called to speak up. He was called to set up. He was called to speak up. You may have a coworker that's not saved. They've never come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Maybe, they're, maybe they're, their faith, maybe their trust is in their works. Maybe their trust is in their church membership. And I'm all for church membership and I'm, all, I'm thankful for our church. But maybe their faith is in a church. Maybe their faith is in charity. Maybe their faith is in their baptism. And it's not in Jesus Christ. Then you know what we need to do? We need to speak up. Jeremiah was called to speak up. He was called to set up. And he was called to stand up. Number two, number one, Jeremiah's purpose. Number two, and this, number two is the reason for Jeremiah's purpose. Number two, we see judgment's prophecy. Number one, we see Jeremiah's purpose. But number two, we see judgment's prophecy. Judgment is prophesied beginning in verse number 11. Jeremiah, this is why I want you to do what I've called you to do. This is why you're going to speak. This is why I'm going to give you the messages. This is why whatever I command you, you need to give it to the people. This is why. Because judgment is coming. Verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? 
And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? And I said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north, and evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof round about, and against all the cities of Judah. And I will utter my what? What's the word there? Judgments. And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness. What was their wickedness? What was the wickedness of Judah? He said, I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods and worshipped the works of their own hands. So number one, we see Jeremiah's purpose. He was called. Why was he called? Because judgment was coming. Number two, we see judgment's prophecy. First of all, the signs of warning were revealed. The signs of warning were revealed. The rod and the almond tree, the seething pot, the rod and the almond tree, it speaks of the judgment was coming swift and sure. The seething pot spoke of of turmoil and trouble. It spoke of of, of something boiling up, something bubbling up. Judgment was coming. Uh, God's hand of judgment was, was boiling up. It was already bubbling. It was going to happen. He said, Jeremiah, that's why I'm calling you. That's your purpose. It's to preach. And again, I'm not, I'm not, look, this isn't a message to moms and dads, but the illustrations are just easy. And so if we think about giving our children truth, why do we give them truth? Why do we look them in the face? And even when they may look us back in the face and their faces aren't what we want to see, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a snarl in the lip and maybe there's a bad attitude in the face, but we need to keep giving the truth and we need to keep directing them in the right way. Why? Why do we do that? Because we know the judgment that's coming. Because here's the thing, I don't want my kids to end up in jail. Now by the way, that's not the purpose. My job as a parent is to raise spiritually mature children, not just to keep them out of jail. Right? It's to raise spiritually, scripturally mature young people. Okay, but if I'll raise them that way, it'll keep them out of jail. Because I know the consequences I don't, want to make, I don't want them to make bad decisions that they're going to regret. So what do I do? I have a purpose to speak up. Hey son, that's not a good place to go. Hey son, that's not a good person to hang around. Hey son, that, that's not something you ought to be watching or listening to. That's not a person you ought to listen to. Speak up. Set up. He says you are to root out, root out sin... Tear it down, destroy, rebuild the structures, replant the sea. I'm called to set up. I'm called to set up the Word of God, a, a scripturally sound house in their lives. Matthew chapter number 7 talks about building upon the rock and building upon the sand. What lasted? That home that was built upon the rock, right? They both received the same storms, did they not? It wasn't that the house on the sand received the worst of the storms. That wasn't the point. They both received the same amount of storm, the winds and the waves and the water. They, all re- they both received it, but the house on the rock stood, right? House on the sand, the Bible says, and great was the fall of it. Okay, that's what I'm setting up. We're supposed to be setting up. And then to be able to do that, I have to stand up. That's my purpose. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to tell somebody the truth because they don't want to hear it, right? 
And you look in their face and you know they don't want to hear. You knock on the door and you're talking to them and give them the gospel. Or maybe it's someone who hasn't been in church in a while and you're saying, hey, you need to be in church. Like yesterday we were out making a visit and I, I was out with someone and I probably should have explained after we made a visit, but we made a visit and I, I was a little tough with the person that we visited. Because they needed it. Because you're just being mean to them. No. They need to hear the truth. They're being very disobedient to God. And they need to hear the truth. And they've, they've been that way for quite some time. And there's a resistance and a rejection of God's Word and of what God says. And they want to do it their own way. And they think their own way is right. They need to hear the truth, no matter the face. Number one, we see Jeremiah's purpose. Number two, we see judgment's prophecy. The signs of warning were revealed. The seething pot in verse number 11, the rod of an almond tree. The signs of warning were revealed. Secondly, the seeds of wickedness were reaped. The signs of warning were revealed. Swift and sure judgment is coming. Turmoil and trouble. The seething pot. The seeds of wickedness were reaped. Verse number 16. Listen, the grinding wheel may grind slowly, but it grinds surely. It may take a long time to see and reap the results, but we will reap. And in verse number 16, And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness who have forsaken me, and have burned incense unto other gods, and worshipped the works of their own hands. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also what? Reap. People need to hear that today. There are consequences for sin. Is there, is there forgiveness for sin? Absolutely. Every time there's forgiveness at the foot of the cross under the blood of Jesus Christ, there's always forgiveness. But that doesn't do away with the consequences. There's still consequences for sin. We, we have given this false idea that, well, you get saved and, and, and there's forgiveness and my sins are washed beneath the blood of Christ and so everything's gone. Still consequences, still scars. The seeds of wickedness were reaped. The signs of warning were revealed. So number one, Jeremiah's purpose. Number two, judgment's prophecy. But number three, we see Jehovah's promise. Number one, we see Jeremiah's purpose. He was called to speak up, to set up, to stand up. That's our purpose, folks. As believers, that's our purpose. As moms and dads, that's our purpose. As, as pastors, as Sunday school teachers, as master club teachers, as, as co-workers, as a church family, we are called to speak up. We're called to set up. We're called to stand up. He said, gird. Gird up thy loins. Arise, Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, this is not going to be easy. They're going to fight you. Any of you like people who fight you? Raise your hand real high. I thought Katie was going to raise her hand there. None of us like to battle. If you do, you're weird. I don't, I don't, I don't like confrontation. I don't like contention. And I don't think you do either. That, I don't understand how people can stay mad at each other for like months on end. Because that just, boy, that just eats me. My wife and I get upset at each other and it's like, an hour later and it's just eating, eating me up. We need to get this right, you know. Now, part of you, your flesh wants to stay mad, right? But boy, it's just eating you up on the inside. 
We don't like to fight. And the Lord tells Jeremiah, look, they're going to fight you. They're going to be against what you're going to say. We read in Jeremiah 6, look, the prophets, it was the prophets, it was the priests, it was the princes, everybody was involved. And the Bible says that the people loved to have it so. They loved it that way. They didn't have an issue that their priests and their prophets and their princes were corrupted because they liked it as well. Jeremiah's purpose. And his purpose was because of judgment's prophecy. Judgment's coming. Captivity's coming. Babylon is coming. Number three, Jehovah's promise. We read verse number eight. He said, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Verse number 17 again. He says, Thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Notice, be not dismayed. In verse 8, he says, Be not afraid. In verse 8, excuse me, 17, he says, uh, Be not dismayed. Very similar to being afraid, but it, it, it's, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit stronger. It's the idea of being shattered, it's the idea of being broken. Do we like it when people disagree with us? By the way, do we like it when people disagree about truth? I mean, if it's truth, it's true. How, how do you not agree with truth? But there are a lot of people who don't agree with truth. It bothers us, doesn't it? He said, Jeremiah, don't let that break you. Don't let that shatter you. Does it bother you maybe when your kids just don't get it? And time after time after time, and you're like, man, when is this child going to get it? And sometimes you feel broken. Sometimes you may feel shattered. He said, Jeremiah, no, 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 no. Don't be dismayed at their faces lest I confound thee before them. Notice verse 18, Jehovah's promise. In verse number 8, He says, Be not afraid of the faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee. He says, Jeremiah, I will be your deliverance. And secondly, He says, Jeremiah, I will be your defense. Jeremiah, I know they're going to fight you. But Jeremiah, don't be afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee. He said, Jeremiah, I will be your deliverance. Verse number 18, Jeremiah, I will be your defense. For behold, I have made thee this day a defensed city, and an iron pillar, and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. They shall fight against thee. But Jeremiah, they're not going to prevail against thee. They may put you down in the muck and the mire. They may put you down in the dungeon. But Jeremiah, they're not going to prevail against thee. Because here's the thing. You can't prevail against truth. He said, For I am with thee, saith the Lord. And here it is again to deliver thee. Jehovah's promise. Jeremiah, I will be your deliverance. Jeremiah, I will be your defense. So, let them make faces. And we just keep our hands to the plow. And we just keep preaching truth. And we keep teaching truth. Because that's our purpose. Our purpose is to speak up. Our purpose is to set up. Our purpose is to stand up. Hey, Sunday school teacher, your purpose is to stand before that class and to speak up. 
well, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want my Sunday school class, I don't want my teenagers to think I'm weird. Brother Steve preached a message during Teen War about being square, about four right angles. Very, very thought-provoking, by the way. About four right angles. If you're square, that means you're right. It means you have right angles. He talked about, uh, and I'm probably, I probably can't remember off of it, but right doctrine, uh, right speech, right relationships, and right choices, I believe, maybe right decisions, choices. Well, my teenagers just think I'm weird. Okay, they may think that, but what they need is for you to give them truth. Not for you to be their buddy necessarily. I want you to be their friend. I want them to know that they have a teacher who loves them. But what they need is truth. Not someone who's going to be afraid of their bad attitude. Not someone who's going to be afraid of their face and be dismayed and shattered and broken and and worn down. Parents, when your kids get together, divide and conquer, right? You get dad and I'll get mom. And we're going to divide and conquer. You know what they need? They need a mom and dad who stand up, who speak up, and who set up. Set up some truths, set up some fortresses, set up some structures in their lives that are going to stand the test of time. That was Jeremiah's purpose. He had a purpose because judgment had been prophesied. It's coming. Jeremiah, it's coming. They can either return, they can repent, or judgment is coming. The Lord gave him a promise, didn't he? Jehovah's promise. Jeremiah, I know it's going to be hard, but I'll, I'll be your deliverer. Jeremiah, I'll be your defense. I'll be the one right there with you because you're on the side of truth. You're on the side of authority. Let them make the faces. You just keep giving them the truth. Let them make the faces. You just keep telling them my word. Because it's, it's not your word, Jeremiah. It's mine. So this morning, just a challenge and encouragement. Don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid of their faces. Who, whoever the there is, whether it's children, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a church family, whether it's the pastor and he's preaching and he's getting all these different faces. And sometimes my wife and... She, she makes faces while I'm preaching. And I ask her, I said, what was that face for? She's like, I didn't even know I made a face. I wasn't thinking anything. You know what? Y'all probably do that too. And I'm up here thinking, oh my. But you probably don't even know you're making it. God told Jeremiah, be not dismayed at their faces. Because they need the truth. Father, thank you for the time this morning. Help us. Father, whether it's the truth of salvation whether it's the truth that we need to give our kids regarding obedience, regarding Your Word, whatever, Lord, whatever it may be, Father, You have given us Your Word. And we need to speak it. You ordained Jeremiah from his mother's womb. You called him. You sanctified. You you touched his lips. Father, you've given us that same authoritative word in this Bible that we hold in our hands. Father, we cannot be dismayed at their faces. This world needs the truth. Whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, they need the truth. And help us to be diligent in giving it. Father, I, I don't know hearts. I don't know needs. 
But Lord, if your Holy Spirit has worked in hearts this morning, it might be someone here today who needs to be saved. I pray that they would come. It might be a believer who just needs to come and say, Lord, I don't want to be dismayed. I don't want to be afraid of their faces. I just want to keep my hands to the plow, keep giving the truth, keep giving your word. Father, however you've worked this morning, may we do business with you. May we not leave here with things unsettled with you today. And we'll thank you for it. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet with heads bowed and eyes closed if you're physically able. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Miss Joe's at the piano. She's going to play. Friend, if you're here this morning and you're not sure about your eternity, you're not sure about salvation, you need to come. You say, I don't know if I've ever placed my faith in Jesus Christ or not. Or maybe you would say, I know I haven't. Would you come? Would you come? Just take my hand and say, Pastor, I'm not sure that I'm saved this morning. But I'd sure like to know that before I leave today. Hey, believer, what about you? Mom, dad, Sunday school teacher, master club teacher, just church member this morning? Have you been a little dismayed at their faces recently? Maybe it's somebody at work. Maybe it's the kids. Maybe it's the teenagers in your Sunday school class. And you've allowed that to cause you to trim some of the truth that you've given them. Let them make their faces. But don't be dismayed at it. And don't be afraid of it. Because without the truth, and without a return to the truth, judgment is coming. Jeremiah, they have worshipped false gods. They have forsaken me. They have forgotten me. They have forgotten everything I've done for them. Jeremiah, judgment, I will utter my judgments against their wickedness. Without the truth and without a return to it, judgment will surely come. But the Lord gave him a promise. Jeremiah, I'll be with you. He gives us the same promise in Hebrews chapter 13. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'll give you the strength that you need. God is able to deliver thee, the song says. He is able to deliver thee. We don't have to be afraid. He is able. Amen. Thank you so much for your attendance today. Thank you so much for your attention. Uh, We're going to pray and be dismissed. Look forward to seeing you back tonight at 6. Choir, 5.30 tonight uh, for practice and then 6 o'clock for the service tonight. Let's pray. We'll be dismissed. Listen, if you're here today, the invitation's never over. If you don't know Christ as Savior, you need to get that settled. Do so before you leave today. If you're a believer and you say, boy, I, I need to get some things settled I've been allowing things to slide because I've I've been afraid of how people are going to respond to me. Get that settled. He is able to deliver thee. He is our defense. Don't leave here today with things unsettled, okay? Brother Ted Thatcher, would you pray for us, please, sir?